If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. What's going on, everybody? It's Coach Clarence, and I've got so much to talk to you about today. I'm happy you're here with me. It's Taco Tuesday, and you know what? If you've got a nice spot where you get your tacos, let your boy know I want to go there. Maybe I'll do a show live from there. Tacos are life, and I'm about that life. All right, let's get into it. You know, every month we have a theme. This month's theme was mobility as we move closer to the big holiday season, the 20, 25-pound weight gain that a lot of people are going to deal with. I want to offer a lot of tips that can help you through the holiday season. And these are very simple things as a simple part of a healthy lifestyle. You know, we give simple tips that work for those who are over 40 and those who are moving on in life to a different phase in life. They're not young anymore. They're not doing the things they used to do. So let's get right to it. All right. One of the things that I found really interesting, and I've known this for a long time, but it's really interesting that science is catching up with some of the things that a lot of us trainers have known about for years, is that developing healthy habits can actually help you get more of life, get more out of your life. You know, there's another interesting fact I want to share with you. But before I do, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, please subscribe so you get notices. You can also head over to Coach Clarence TV on YouTube. Follow me on Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence on Instagram so you can stay up on new things that I'm putting out, interesting things that will help you. All right, so let me ask you a question. So you've never had one of those days when you feel really good, you felt upbeat, and you were like almost up for everything that came your way. What if I told you there was a link between feeling that way and moving your body? This is just not just for people who have been diagnosed with depression or anxiety. This is for regular everyday people. It's probably the reason why anyone who is into fitness will tell you the number one benefit that keeps them coming back is how it makes them feel mentally. Researchers uncovered this link by combing through the results of 23 different studies that included a half a million people of different ages, ethnicities, and backgrounds. Okay, it didn't take a lot of exercise either. According to the studies, people who exercise only once a week or for 10 minutes a day were more cheerful, upbeat than people who didn't exercise at all. It didn't even seem to matter what kind of exercising they did. Now, as for the link to self-esteem, in a separate study, researchers found, this is going to be really interesting, folks, <clears throat> that people who exercise showed higher levels of self-esteem. That is huge, folks. Let me say that again. People who exercise regularly show higher levels of self-esteem. People who are not in shape notice a lot of times their personalities. They don't have high self-esteem. They typically walk around with their head in the sand. Okay? It's important to know the difference here between self-confidence and self-esteem. Self-confidence is how confident you feel about your skills or your ability. 
but self-esteem goes even deeper into how you feel about yourself. And this is pretty important, folks. So the next time you think about skipping your workout, remember that it can take just 10 minutes to help give you a mood and self-esteem boost. Now, if you're looking to take some of these challenges permanently, create a lifestyle. This is the kind of coaching we do. We go beyond counting reps. We look at lifestyle, mindset, all those good things. Hit me up at info at coachclarence.com and I'll be more than happy to sit down with you, schedule a time, get you on the phone. All right. Now. On to my first topic, how to get better sleep. Have you ever wondered how to wake up fresh, ready to crush your day? Have you ever felt your energy levels dropping to the ground after being awake only for three hours? Well, today I'm going to tell you some things that can help you that you did not even know about sleep. But let's answer a simple question. Why do we sleep? You have a response for that, right? Well, I'm tired. I need to keep me alive. Generally speaking, those are all good things. But here's a couple of theories that exist to answer this question that I want to run by you guys that you may not have thought of. The explanations aren't really that simple. The truth lies in a combination of every one of these theories. First is obviously mental recovery. So your brain can recover from a long day. Then there's physical recovery. When we sleep, our body recovers and builds certain tissues, our muscles. Okay, reorganize the memories and the information that we've accumulated all through the day. And the final one, which is very important, folks, it helps us save energy. When we sleep, we need less energy. So sleeping is important. Now, if you're not convinced that getting as much sleep as you can is important, well, I may have to refer you out to somebody else who could dive deeper into what you're missing there. All right. So here's a question, folks. What happens if you don't get enough sleep? Most of you feel these symptoms right now. Most of you know the answer to that. You know, it's very simple to be in sleep deprivation. According to surveys, which show that if you're only sleeping two to three hours less than the optimum amount of eight hours, you will have 24% more hunger throughout the day. This increased appetite leads to being overweight and many other conditions such as diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease in the long term. Why is this important if you're trying to lose weight? Get some sleep. That's a huge part of it. That's going to control some of your appetite and some of your craving. Another big issue with sleep deprivation is that we don't recover optimally. Even if your diet and training is on point, if you're not getting enough sleep, you're not going to perform at your best and your pro productivity is going to decrease big time. So in other words, your body will suffer, your mind will suffer, and your relationships will suffer. If that is enough to make you get some sleep, I don't know how more I can convince you that sleep is important. Now, if you can't get sleep all the way through the night, take a look at taking some naps. Naps are cool. If you work from home, instead of going out to eat for lunch or stopping for lunch, just grab a quick power nap. You know, it is huge. Sleeping is important. Now, let's talk about some ways you can get better sleep. This is super important because people need to know these things. And it's not as simple as you think. Here's number one. Create a routine. Going to bed at the same hour every night and getting up at the same hour will make your life easier. You could also train your brain to shut down and wake up at specific times. You may have heard the term circadian rhythm. That's where your body naturally gets up and goes to sleep at a certain time. That's usually created through practice. All right. By doing this, you teach your body when it's time to rest and when it's time to progress and get up and move. Here's a very important one that's constantly overlooked. And that is to invest in a good mattress. 
You're going to spend one third of your life sleeping. So investing in a high quality mattress is huge. With that being said, you shouldn't compromise on the good mattress because it plays a huge role in your sleep. Also, get a good pillow. Pillows are a great investment, so spend your money wisely and find one that fits you. Go into stores. They'll let you try them out. You can tell them what issues you have. They even have beds that are temperature regulated. You know, the Tempur-Pedics and the ones where you can control like the temperature. If, you're, if you sleep hot, you know, it cools your body down. Things like that. Okay, I want you to remember these three key words, cold, noise, and darkness. 17 to 18 degrees is perfect temperature for sleeping. Yep, 17 to 18 degrees is perfect temperature for sleeping. Now, noise next. It should be very quiet in your room. Cut the TV off, turn your phone to do not disturb, and get some sleep. Next is darkness. My room is dark. Buy the dark curtains that will shut and make your room just look like a more just dark sleep, okay? Sometimes taking a hot bath before you sleep, um, if you have that type of setup where you can soak in some Epsom salt and just relax after a rough day, um, that helps you sleep well as, as well. And obviously reduce caffeine consumption. If you're drinking a lot of drinks that have caffeine or stimulants in them before bed, that's gonna throw off your sleep. Again, you know this one, you've heard us say it a thousand times, um, turn off your phone, turn off the TV. You know, it's a lot of negativity on TV. That's going to piss you off. You're going to go to sleep. That blue light is damaging your sleep. So I would suggest reading a book. And here's one that no one ever thinks about. Have sex. Yes, folks. I said it. Have sex. That helps you sleep very well. It's a great way to release tension. Now, if you're single, and you got nobody to love, there's that old saying, you don't have somebody to love, you got to love the one you're with, get in touch with yourself, folks. That's right. Go, you know, dream about somebody, fantasize about somebody, do what you got to do, but it'll help you sleep. Yes, I said it. Sex is good to help you sleep. We need more sex in our life and less fighting with each other. So my final thoughts are very simple on sleep. <laughs> Make some things a habit. And it'll make your sleep easier and um, it will improve your life big time. All right. So on to my next topic, folks. A question that I get constantly is cardio. Is cardio a waste of time or a useful tool? Since I've been doing this for 32 years now, it is one of the number one questions we get over and over. How much cardio should I do? Should I do high intensity training? Should I do slow walking on the treadmill, riding a bike? And the answer is simply, what is your goal? Most trainers are going to tell you that cardio is a, a means of adding extra calories, burning extra calories outside of when you're lifting weights. It's a way to um, burn calories if you're in a calorie deficit, if you're dieting. Um, so let's talk about some things that make cardio annoying to most people. Here's the first one. It's boring. Walking on the treadmill is boring. Let's face it, it is. Very few people really just like to walk on the treadmill or sit on a bike in the gym. Um, 
nowadays they've got cool programs. You can follow an instructor. You can make it. They have classes. You can you can have instructors yelling at you, and they make it cool to do cardio. But for the most part, cardio is pretty boring. Um, people hate it, and it's time consuming. And a lot of times, people only have an hour. So what I'd say in that scenario. Do your weights first, then do cardio after. There are some school at Boston will tell you to do it before. I think it really comes down to your schedule and what works for you. Again, your goals. If you're trying to get leaner, then obviously adding some cardio. But what is cardio? Cardio does not have to be just standing on a treadmill or a step mill. It could be doing three or four exercises in a row. I do that a lot with my clients in my group fitness class. We will do three or four exercises in a row. And they're huffing and puffing. What is cardio? It means you're breathing. You're burning calories. So we might do a bench press, then right over to a squat. Then we might do some burpees. We might do some mountain climbers, whatever. Um, I was in jujitsu tonight. And let me tell you, if you've ever done jujitsu, it's cardio. You got to stay alive. You got some guy trying to break your arm and choke you out. You got to have good cardio. It is a great workout. And I love doing that because I'm not thinking... I'm walking on a treadmill. Even though I do walk on a treadmill, I enjoy that because I'm weird like that, but some people don't. But jujitsu, I'm not even thinking about it. I am just enjoying myself, learning techniques, learning escapes, learning locks. And next thing I know, the two-hour class is over, and I've been moving the whole time. Again, folks, you got to look at your schedule. Here's a simple thing to do. If you only have time to lift weights, lift weights. On the other days, do cardio. You could also break your cardio up into two sessions you'll hear people say two a days meaning like you'll lift weights in the morning and then at night you come home and do cardio cardio could be anything whatever you like to do it could be playing basketball it could be taking your kids chasing your kids in the park the bottom line is you should be moving every day doing something that is the easiest way to stay healthy the weight loss is just a side effect and if you're eating correctly and you're moving you will lose weight Cardio, remember this, folks. I'm going to say this again. Cardio is not a magical tool that makes you lose fat. It is just a tool to increase physical activity and burn more calories. Cardio could be used to manipulate your calorie consumption. In other words, you could eat your favorite cake if you burn some extra calories this day via cardio. Let's say you know you're going to an event and you know there's going to be some foods that are less flattering to the body then you might want to engage in some cardio before. Again, this is all timing and planning and having a coach to walk you through what you need to do. This is why coaching is important, even in fitness, okay? Focus on progressing through weight training, big muscle movements, take the stairs, you know, park your car further away. Just, again, be moving. You should be moving every day. I hope this makes sense. Again, there's no magic pill. Each one of you have different situations. Cardio is just a tool to burn extra calories. Now, the next thing people ask, well, what type of cardio should I do? Slow and steady. I think you should do a combination of both. Some days you do some HIIT, which is high interval, in high intensity interval training. Jiu-jitsu is HIIT. There's times when you're relaxed in the garden. There are times when you're moving. Kickboxing, boxing classes, all kinds of stuff. There are things you can do to keep moving. That would be an example of hit, kettlebell swings, Stairmaster, any of those things. So don't get hung up on the type of cardio. Just move. Now, if you're just trying to burn additional calories, you can walk. You know, you can ride your bike. That's, it's just that simple, folks. Don't make cardio more complicated than it has to be. 
look at your schedule, decide what works for you, and then adjust accordingly. That is my thoughts on cardio. Again, I need to know your individual situation, so I'm not just telling you general stuff. People always want some magic pill, and a lot of times I need to see what you're doing. Then I can tell you the best route to go. But for most folks, do cardio on a different day. If you got seven days a week, figure out your schedule. Well, I can only go four. Maybe do two days of weight training, two days of cardio, you know? If you only got three days, make your cardio. If it's your goal just to lose weight, that you move from exercise to exercise, you're not just sitting around in between sets. Again, all things that require me to know a lot more about you and how you are trying to get to your goal and the time frame and the level of commitment that you are going to put into it. So that's a quick little rundown of cardio. I know a lot of you guys are thinking, oh, my God, Thanksgiving's coming. I'm going to be eating like a pig. Guess what? Do some cardio before. You can manipulate things like your calories with carb cycling. There's all kinds of ways to avoid the traps in the weight gain of the holidays. All right. Next on my agenda, this is huge, folks. How to improve your gut health. Gut health is a major thing in our society that is lacking. And I will tell you, gut health is very important. A lot of you have heard that before. You go, do I need to take supplements? Do I need to eat a certain way? The good news is, depending on the severity of your situation, you might need some supplementation. The good news is you can also eat and do a few modifications to the things you're eating to help fix your gut health. Let's talk about six quick things that you can do right away to improve your gut health. Number one, the obvious. Change your diet. Stop eating crap. Get rid of high sugar, trans fat, and processed foods. That should be a number one priority, and that's one quick way that you'll see your gut health improve. Consume leaner proteins, foods that have a high fiber content, foods that are fermented, um, lots of leafy green vegetables, things of that nature that help improve your gut and create good bacteria. That's what we want. Here's a simple one that a lot of people I don't even think think about. Keep yourself hydrated. You've heard every trainer that's worth his cloth say, drink eight glasses of water a day. You've also heard people say, drink half your body weight in ounces. The bottom line is keep drinking water. Drink more water than you think you need. Because in Arizona, especially in our climate, we sweat more than we know. We sweat through our clothes. You're constantly losing um, water through sweating, through activity, to moving around. Uh, through body heat, you know, your body's getting rid of stuff. So lots of water. Carry a water bottle around. Whatever you have to do, keep a water bottle at your desk at work. I'm looking at my water bottle right now. You know why I do that? Because it reminds me to drink it. Go to bed with a glass of water. Wake up to a glass of water. Water. Lots of water. Stay hydrated, folks. As they say, they're thirsty, my friends. All right. Next one is one that your mom beat through your head. Slow down and eat your food. Stop rushing. Chew your food. It starts the digestive process. You know, count to 20. That's a simple one. You know, something like this. One, two, three, four. Start the digestive process. It breaks foods down the correct way so your body doesn't have indigestion. You're not just swallowing food. And guess what? When you eat food that way, you find that you don't eat that much. 
enjoy the break. Try not to eat when you're distracted by something. We all do it, but it is better to eat food when you're not distracted. Go somewhere quiet if you can. Take a break and enjoy. Here's a great one that we just talked about. Sleep. You need, if you want to improve your gut health, try to get to that magic goal of seven to eight hours a night. And I know for some people that's not realistic. I also know some people who function very well, but the vast majority of people, their gut health is being affected by the way they sleep. So definitely get more sleep. Here's one you've heard a lot, and this is very true. Eat more fermented foods. Fermentation is the process where the sugary foods or the sugar in many foods, excuse me, is broken down into bacteria or yeast. And that helps create the good bacteria. One of the foods you could use, which is really simple and easy to find, is yogurt. If you eat dairy, there are some other plant based sources to get uh, fermented foods. And I'm not going to get into all that right now in this conversation. But if you do eat yogurt, it's rich in lactobacilli, which is bacteria that can benefit your gut health. It is proven that people who consume a lot of yogurt have a lot more lactobacilli in their gut. These people have a less chance to experience gut inflammation or any other chronic conditions. However, keep in mind there are many sweetened yogurts out there with a lot of added sugar and that kind of defeats the purpose. Okay, so look for natural Yogurt with no artificial sweeteners. Here's a great one, ladies. Eat more dark chocolate. Yes, you heard from me. Eat more dark chocolate. I can see you smiling now through the screen. You're listening going, woo, I'm eating some more chocolate. Polyphenols, which are plant-based molecules that are rich in fiber, are found in dark chocolate. Yes, ladies. Once you go black, your gut health comes back. What did you think I was going to say? These polyphenols, Phenols are great because they travel through your intestines and the microbes use them for food. This is important. Now, if you let's just say you don't like fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi, some people just don't. Let me give you some other cool ones that will help you get these polyphenols. Blueberries, green tea, cocoa, broccoli almonds and onions. Most folks can deal with those things. Get them there. Let me repeat that. Blueberries, green tea, cocoa, broccoli, almonds, and onions. Those are a few. There are many more. Little research can help you out. So the takeaway message here is if you don't have your gut health in order, it leads to many chronic disease. There are a lot of lifestyle changes that you can make and with some, some effort, you can maintain a healthy gut. Simple rules, avoid artificial sweeteners as much as possible, eat plenty of vegetables, fresh unprocessed foods, beans, legumes, and whole grain foods should also be part of your diet. Your gut health is in your hands, so it's up to you to make it happen, folks. All right, that's my time today. You can follow me on all social media platforms, Instagram, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence, Facebook, you should be in my group. If you're not, we are doing all kinds of cool stuff, challenges, recipes, just great advice. If you're trying to stay healthy, wealthy, and wise, we talk about money. We talk about credit. We talk about creative ways of financing your homes. As I am a loan officer as well, fit over 40 means you are healthy, wealthy, and wise. That means physical fitness, mental fitness, and financial fitness. All right.
I'll be back next time. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you got something out of this. And remember my golden rule, if you can't be good, be good at it. It's Coach Clarence. I'll see you next time.